The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold of the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us today. I hope you had an opportunity to listen to the interview we conducted with Legal Man of the podcast, The Quash, that ran on the Thomas Paine podcast channel yesterday and so we will be reposting that today on the dust and gold standard channel so you can listen to it in case you missed it over at the thomas Payne podcast also our latest interview with dana who comes from the pain.tv slash gold community he's a paniac he is a gold pillar and so we appreciate Dana dropping by. If you have any information, any intelligence, any stories you've been researching over the years that you'd like to talk about, feel free to reach out to me at the email address gold at pain.tv or over at pain.tv slash gold via direct message or over on Twitter at Dustin Gold Show or at Hackable Animal or you can get me on Telegram at Dustin Gold show okay ladies and gentlemen to everyone who left a five-star review and comment at apple podcast thank you very much and to everyone who joined pain.tv slash gold we truly do appreciate it all right today we're gonna get back into what we were covering oh and for those of you who noticed i put out a dust and gold nugget on saturday uh, as an intro to the show where I was covering David Salinas Flores's document on MK Ultra and the Brain Initiative. And what happened there, folks, was there was a power outage in the middle of me finishing the show. And so I was not able to complete it. And then on Sunday, I had to interview Legal Man for two and a half hours. And I had to interview Dana for two and a half hours. And so I didn't get to finish that episode. So I'm going to go back and complete that sometime this week. But today, I wanted to move forward into a video that I wanted to analyze for quite a while on Dr. James Giordano. So we are going to get into that after I touch on some Metaverse news and talk to you a bit about the uh, Metaverse combined with the smart technology and try to put all this into perspective for you folks. As you know, we wrapped up on mental illness and psychedelics, so I'm going to move away from that for a while. But first, I just want to address something because I had someone over in the Telegram group reach out to me. I guess they posted the interview with Legal Man on uh, Mastodon. I think that's like a social media account. Actually, I know what it is, but anyway, they posted it over there and um, there was uh, someone saying, oh, you know, this is um, information I've heard before. So let me just address that. Some of the stuff I talk about you've heard before, obviously, if you've listened to Whitney Webb, Jason Burmis, any of the other people that talk about technocracy, you know, Allison McDowell and others. 
But there's other stuff I bring into this conversation that I know you haven't heard before. So if somebody listened to one episode, I could see where you came from. But I connect the dots between what has happened in the past, what is happening now, and try to look at where we are headed in the future. And when I started with this show a couple of months ago... The idea is I was building off of the Thomas Paine podcast family of listeners, and so I decided to put together content that Mike was not covering in detail, and then I could begin to educate people on what is happening behind the scenes in what I call reality, the reality of the growth of technocratic transhumanism and it'll put into perspective why a lot of what you see in the clown world wwe wrestling circus is actually happening because the technocrats are moving forward into a new form of government and so those are the people i started off talking to now i'm going to go in a lot of different directions in this show but uh you know if you've heard all of this before then go listen to someone else that's fine with me i'm not here to keep you captive go where um you think you're going to get the best information and go listen to the shows that are of interest to you that's totally fine with me i'm not sitting here trying to hold you captive uh the other thing someone had said you know what i talk about you know is accurate but it leaves people with no hope now i don't know where that comes from because obviously i talk about disengaging from the system as much as possible whatever makes sense in your life aligned with your goals i talk about my personal experiences of withdrawing from the rockefeller medical complex buying from local farms starting to look for land out in the middle of nowhere everyone is going to end up with their own solutions to this problem i don't think we are a communist collective here where we're all going to have the same answers and so it's not that there's no hope in fact i'm going to talk about something before we get into james giordano that was triggered by my conversation with legal man and my subsequent private conversations with him throughout the uh, course of today that does give me a little bit of hope um as far as the bigger picture goes, more than I can do in my personal life to disengage from the system and live one foot out of the matrix. So I'll address that shortly. But let me just say what I think is going on, because other people have texted me uh, stuff about technology, what's happening with technology, why are we seeing customer service eroded, why are brick and mortars closing up shop, you know, AT&T, Verizon, banks and such. So folks, this is the ushering in of the fourth industrial era. We are in the fourth industrial revolution. And so you're going to see a lot of changes. Now, is the government going to necessarily come out and declare that they're doing this? No, they're doing this through what's called the public-private partnership that Donald Trump spread far and wide and popularized and put into the American lexicon. But the idea of the public-private partnership grows out of think tanks like the World Economic Forum. They are one big organizer of the public-private partnership. They don't hide that. And so what you're seeing happening right now, I believe, is the ushering in of the new form of government, technocracy, ruled by the scientists and engineers. And that is being done outside of the governmental system that you're used to dealing with. They're building the technocracy 
around us using the so-called private sector partners, of which we've talked about in depth here, are funded with government money through CIA InQtel investments, through investments from venture firms partnered with CIA InQtel, from government contracts, through investments made by government frontmen like Elon Musk and Peter Thiel. So you're seeing the technocracy being built uh, through the so-called private sector. And you're going to see a lot of changes on the internet. This is the new Web3 coming out, which is the metaverse. That's where it all is going to. All of the CEOs and and uh, uh, technologists that run these companies talk about this stuff openly in lectures at the World Economic Forum, uh, council meetings, you know, committees. You can watch this stuff, read about this stuff, read about it in the trades, look at the white papers. It's not a secret. It's not a conspiracy theory. They're actually moving the world in this direction. And the Internet is moving to Web 3.0. So what happens is you'll see a lot of disinformation. For instance, you know, cryptocurrency is going to protect us from the government, which is totally untrue. Cryptocurrency is basically the currency of the technocracy. In fact, it's more tracked than cash. At the end of the day, you have to move your cryptocurrency into wallets in order to convert it to fiat U.S. dollars or to be able to spend it through a uh, you know crypto debit card and such and when you sign up for these wallets you have to give your information to the crypto wallet company in the form of your driver's license your social security number and they tell you it's all being reported to the irs so there's nothing that is you know hidden from the government now if i'm going to tell you the truth about that Does that mean I'm not giving you hope? Why? Because I'm telling you you're being scammed. What would you rather sit there and believe in the grift, believe in the scheme, believe in the scam? And that's going to give you hope. So false hope is what some people are looking for. So maybe I should just get on here and shill cryptocurrency. You want me to start a gold pill, a gold pill crypto token, and I can start selling those to people? No, I'm telling you the truth because that's what I have dedicated this show to. I will seek out the truth and tell you what I believe. In some cases, I use resources. In others, I give my opinion, and I try to be very clear about that when I am giving my opinion versus when I am analyzing information that has been disseminated. So that's what I try to do here at this show. I try to bring you the truth wherever it may go. So this has nothing to do with losing hope. It's about understanding what's actually happening, where it came from, what's happening today, where we're going in the future, so that you can make decisions in your personal life of how you will avoid this, as I I always say, how much you're willing to put up with. Some people want all the smart products, so they will install ring video cameras all around their house. They will put smart technology in their house. They want the Alexa so they can tell it when to turn on their music or when to uh, tell them that their baby is snoring or whatever it may be. And so some people say, listen, I don't want to be part of this prison planet matrix, but I'm willing to put all the smart products in my house. At the end of the day, that's your prerogative. You have to make these decisions for yourself on how much you want to put up with. As long as you're aware of the consequences, which is what my job is, is to present you with the facts and the truth, then you can make these decisions. You can say, okay, the, uh, 
pluses, you know, the positives of installing ring cameras all around my house far outweigh the negatives for me personally. I want a camera in my driveway that I can look at from my smartphone, you know, 10 miles away to make sure my kids got home from school okay or to make sure my dog didn't get out from the fenced-in yard, whatever it may be. Those are your personal choices. We're not all going to agree on the same solutions. And that's totally fine. That's how it's supposed to be. Otherwise, we have a set of beliefs and then we want to be dictators. We want to rule over others and make them all conform to our set of beliefs. And if that's what you want to do, then maybe run for president of your homeowners association or mayor in your town and force people to conform to your set of standards, your set of beliefs. Well, that's not how I am. So when I give out solutions or Legal Man gives out solutions or Mike Moore gives out solutions or Maria Albanese gives out solutions, we are giving out solutions that we are using in our personal lives, ideas that we may have had. You have ideas. Come and present them on the show. If you have ideas about how to give people hope that is not false hope, Email me, gold at pain.tv. I've said a hundred times I want people on the show. Dana reached out to me through gold, um, through pain.tv slash gold. He shared all kinds of information with me. I said, Dana, come on the show. And you know what he did? He called me and he came on the show. And I thought it was fantastic. We talked to a real world outlaw, someone who's lived being woke in this system, woke to the matrix for the last 50 years, and they've survived and they've thrived in the system, living one foot out, calling themselves an outlaw. And so if you have ideas, you have solutions, you want to share your ideas on how to give people hope, but not false hope, then come on this show. I welcome you with open arms. You are part of this community. So, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm going to do before we get into James Giordano, because this is some heavy stuff, we're working our way back into technology, into transhumanism, I want to... Get a little deeper into the discussion we had with Legal Man, where we talked about jury nullification. And this is something that Legal Man has spent, God, I don't know, 20 episodes over at his podcast, The Quash On, where he's talked in depth about Lysander Spooner, who's written about this stuff in his book, Trial by Jury. And so last night, I just got thinking about this, about my old days being involved with grassroots organizing in the state of Connecticut. And so I went online and I was looking for old articles where I was featured in them because I wanted to share some of these with you, not to toot my own horn, but to show you what we were doing Uh, what is it, almost 15 years ago, on a grassroots level, in real life, boots on the ground, before social media was a main thing, where we were literally door knocking. And I want to show you what we worked on and just give you an idea that I came up with and I started talking with Legal Man, Maria Albanese, and some others about sort of a, uh, a last shot at trying to fight back against the man on a larger scale than just fleeing 
fleeing to our, you know, two, three, four, ten acres out in West Virginia, or just withdrawing from the Rockefeller Medical Complex. So I want to share that with you because maybe this will give people a little bit of hope. And real hope is going to involve real work. There are no easy solutions to fighting against the state or with to withdraw or to withdrawing from the system. Nothing is easy at the end of the day, folks. This involves hard work. As they say, freedom is not free. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, I've mentioned this a few times throughout the podcast on various episodes, but I've never really told the whole story. I'm not going to get into the entire story because it would take multiple episodes to do this and i don't have all the articles a lot of this stuff has disappeared from the internet over the years as certain newspapers were consolidated under other newspapers but basically what happened was in 2007 and and i'm sharing this story with you because it was a major part of my life and helped shape who i am today not that i'm tooting my own horn it's not like i made millions of dollars doing this but In 2007, I had a marketing company in Connecticut, small little company. Um, It was me. I used a couple of consultants. And anyway, I'm sitting in my office and I hear an old guy named Ted Pachinski on the radio, the late Ted Pachinski, good friend of mine. And um, he was just barking away on conservative talk radio. It was 960 WELI Super Talk Uh, with Jerry Christopher, uh, who I just checked in with. I think he just celebrated his 53rd year in radio. He had a really deep voice. This is Jerry Christopher with Super Talk 960 WELI. And so Ted starts talking about this 20-year entrenched mayor, John DiStefano, in the city of New Haven. And I was not really ever into politics, folks. I was 26 at the time. And Ted starts talking about how the mayor of New Haven was going to be issuing illegal aliens ID cards to the city of New Haven. And he gets into this whole spiel. And so the next thing you know, I don't know what it was. I uh, jumped in my car. I went down to the VFW and I went to this meeting and there was probably 125 people there. And I listened to a number of speakers. This is back in the days when people got together in groups, you know, in a local area. So I listened to different speakers talking about this. And I said, how could this be happening? What is this all about? And just like with this show, for some reason, I just ran with it. And I end up over at Ted Pachinski's house. And I'm sitting there with a group of, you know, blue collar workers. And we're just talking about this. And over a period of a couple weeks... All of a sudden, my marketing office transformed into this political headquarters, and the next thing you know, we're fighting the mayor. 
And what ended up happening was over a two-year period, we had gotten involved with politics. We had formed an actual organization. We had signed up 1,300 people uh, in the state of Connecticut that were involved. We went and gave lectures all over the place. We sparked investigations by the uh, state legislature. We met with the governor. We were doing everything. We were involved with political campaigns, state legislative races, uh, caused a lot of problems for a lot of people. I was on the radio all the time there, uh, appearing on local news. We were battling the mayor constantly. We were a thorn in his side. So we had formed a group. There was four of us. The late Veronica Cavella, wonderful woman, has since passed away. The late Ted Pachinski, wonderful man, has since passed away. And a gentleman named Alan Felder. And Alan Felder was a plumber at Yale University. And Ted had been an electrician at Yale University. And so they knew each other through the union. Ted was actually friends with Alan's father. So I was introduced to very entrenched people in and around the city of New Haven, political families, dynasties. I mean, it was really amazing. And we were doing a mixture of sort of undercover investigations, uh, journalism, advocacy, education, politics. It was pretty much everything. These were before the days of Project Veritas. And so I decided as I was just talking to legal man uh, yesterday about this idea of jury nullification. And I was asking him the question, like, how would we set this up? Would you have to pick a small city? How would you go out, boots on the ground, and organize something like this? So after I got off the phone with him yesterday, I started doing some research. And I was saying, how would this be done? How could this be something that's viable? How could we test this out? Because to me, to be able to challenge the state, to show that you could collapse the legal system, that would be fascinating to document. Now, my theory behind this is once the social score system that they use in China and that's coming here, all part of the prison planet technology, once that is in place, okay, once you can be punished by having your central bank digital currency cut off or your ability to drive your car outside of two city blocks or their ability to turn your heat off, you know, any of these punishments they could do through an internet of all things system, then it's sort of game over. Excuse me, I was getting a sip of tea, folks. My throat has been bothering me. So I was starting to think to myself, did the elites, okay, in the elites' plans... You know, their five-year plan, their 10-year plan, their 15-year plan. As we know, coming out of the United Nations, they have Agenda 2030, they have Agenda 2050, and they have uh, plans coming out of World Economic Forum. That's what Fourth Industrial Revolution, Klaus Schwab's 2016 book is. That's a plan. They publish their plans. Okay, we, we might not know all the secret plans, but we know the plans that they publish. And as I asked Magdalene Rose on the interview uh, last week what the conservatives had for a plan. Did any of them have a plan on what America's supposed to look like in five years, 10 years, 20 years? She said there's no plan, right? But what I've asked myself last night 
was in the elite's plans, are they going to at some point completely have to, let's say, overhaul the illusion of this legal system? Or in the fourth industrial revolution, does that legal system, our court system, stay in place, right? Is the illusion that it works and that it serves justice, do they just leave that in place? So now, let's say you were able to organize in a city. So I'm just going to pick New Haven, Connecticut, for instance. I don't live in Connecticut anymore, but I'm familiar with the ground game there. Um, I've been in a lot of places around the country, but I know New Haven politics. Even though it's been a long time since I've been there, I, I know a lot of people that are still active. It's still a very similar ground game. So... You take a city like New Haven with 150,000 people, and within that city, there is a federal uh, district court, which legal man said you would need to have, because if you were going to do an educational campaign to wake people up to this idea of jury nullification, you would want to make sure that your campaign is educating the same pool of people who would be called into jury duty in state cases as well as in the federal cases so if all of a sudden uh let's say whatever the crime was that uh mr x committed and that was on state charges he said let's say now they go trump up federal charges against that person to pull them into the federal system you still want that jury pool to be the same in the federal system so if you're going to go out and try to educate 150,000 people so let's say out of 150,000 people let's just say there's 100,000 people that are eligible to serve on a jury let's just use that number nice easy number as legal man says, you would only need 5 to 10% of the people out of the 100,000 to be aware of jury nullification and on board with this idea, okay? And for those of you who didn't listen to the show, I suggest you do so you know what I'm talking about. And then if you're more interested, go over to Legal Man's The Quash and look up his podcast and look for the ones on jury nullification on Lysander Spooner and that will really get you up to speed on this concept okay so let's say you need five to ten percent of the hundred thousand so that's only five to ten thousand people that you would need to get on board with this idea to be educated enough so if they get called into jury duty right now, now, I know the numbers are going to be different than this because it, there, there's New Haven County. You're going to have to educate more people. But I'm just using this so we can uh, try to war game this in simple terms. So you end up with 100,000 people. You have to educate 5 to 10%. That's five to 10,000 people on this idea. Now, the jury pools have been poisoned because there's five to 10,000 people that now, if they end up on a jury... When the 
decision comes back, they're just saying, no, I find this person not guilty. And they can do that, not because they don't necessarily find him guilty of the crime that he is being charged with, but because they don't agree with the law. So as legal man says, this could be done for traffic court, this could be done for drug violations, whatever it is, folks. I'm not talking about this from a standpoint of ethics. I'm talking about this from a standpoint of breaking the system. So as legal man points out, the jury nullification idea, this is the only check that the people actually have against the state. So if the state government, if the federal government, whatever it is, passes a law that we don't agree with, but our representative went there and passed the law, when someone is actually charged with violating that law, and now they say, I want a trial. So they force a trial. If there is one juror out of, say, the 12 jurors there who is aware of jury nullification, and he says, no, I find this person not guilty, then boom, this is how you start to collapse the state because that is the check from the people on the government against their own laws. So you would have to go in and actually organize this. I'm really going to focus on this. I'm going to do a series. I was talking to Legal Man about coming back on to do a series where I wear the hat of a community organizer, someone with a marketing background, and I'm going to pepper him with a lot of questions and try to work through this and figure out how we would realistically pull something like this off instead of just talking about it. Because part of hope, folks, is not just talking about these ideas, it's actually making them happen. So he really piqued my interest with this, and I'm kind of motivated on this idea. When I get back, let me explain to you a little bit of how we go on the ground and actually pull something like this off. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back to war game with the, to war game this with you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Payne TV slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold.